Hey guys, you're listening to the Marriage and Ministry Podcast, the podcast where we equip and encourage marriages and those who are ministering together. Welcome to episode seven. So uh, what's new? Well, the kids are officially done with school, so that is a big plus. Welcome to summer. Yes. Welcome to summer. Officially. Yeah. Officially. Um, it might be an extended summer. We don't know what's going to happen with our school next year. I know. There's so many parents that are like, I did not sign up for this. Now I've got to do virtual school. I actually saw someone um, this week that are, they're switching to virtual school. I was like, are you like, okay? Yeah. I was talking to a, a mom this week too, who said that um, she's, you know, kind of considering it. I think it's going to be a weird year next year. If we're not able to start in August, we might see a lot of, you know, people making different decisions for schooling. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. It'll be really interesting. But nonetheless, yes, we are officially in summer. Yeah. In my mind, anyway. Well, you're going to the beach tomorrow, so that's fun. Yes, for the first time. It's nice living so close to the beach that we can make a day trip out of it. Yes. Yeah. A lot of our listeners are coming from different parts of the country and the world, and they do not have the... So sorry about that. We're yeah, sorry. sorry. We're, not, we're not trying to rub it in, but we... <laughs> you, anyway, I'm working tomorrow, but you are going to very much enjoy your time at the beach with the kids. Yes. Well, I'm I'm solar-powered. Yeah. And I, I blame all of that on my mom, because I was born and raised here yeah. on the beach. We were at the beach every weekend. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to go to the beach tomorrow. I am a little leery of our summer plans, though, because our vacation and everything got canceled because of Corona. Such a bummer. We had all these great road trip, big city plans. All of it is scrapped. So it's like, where do you go now? What do you do? Right. You know, and if we go somewhere, what's going to be open? Well, well, we always do staycations. That's what we do. (laughs) We are the we are experts in the art of staycations. We should write a book on it. Literally an e-book. And so this year we go, let's break the, the norm. Let's well, we go able to, save to up New York. And, and actually do like yeah. kind of our first like legit vacation as yeah. a family where we get to choose where we're going. It's not using someone's house for free. Right. Or, house, you yeah, know, vacation hacking. Yeah. Or, you know, a staycation. It was like we had really talked about it as a family, really planned and really saved up and all of that. And now yeah. it's like, psych. Mm, Just wah, wah, kidding. Wah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, we'll still have a good summer. We're still very blessed even just to be able to spend time with each other and, um, you know, live in the sunshine state. But, yeah, it'll be tricky. Well, what we can, we talked about this. We can delay the plan to go to New York until spring or summer of next year. So we'll do that. It's still going to happen. It's just going to be delayed a little bit. Right. It's fine. But we'll find some other creative things to do even maybe around town or you know maybe around the state of florida yeah. i don't know we don't we'll, know we'll figure it out let's admit it we really don't know yet <laughs> I, I do know cruises are really cheap right now if you're willing to get COVID 19 on a cruise i'm not gonna go on a cruise this um, year i'm not either but we, anyhow yes it's summer uh, the kids are excited about being on summer break and just not even having the responsibility of school anymore having to think about school um so yeah yeah Love it. Well, that's actually kind of a good segue to um, the episode content today, which is on expectations. So we went into this 
summer, you could say, with the expectation that we were going to have a lovely family vacation and take a road trip and had all these things planned. And there's such a letdown when you think something's going to happen and it doesn't happen. So how does that happen in marriage? (laughs) (laughs) Does that happen in marriage? Yes, it does happen in marriage. How doesn't it happen in marriage, really? if, If you're in a marriage and you don't have expectations then something's wrong, probably. Right. I mean, every marriage has unrealistic expectations. No matter how pure you think you are, like, oh, no, I don't I don't put expectations, you know, on my spouse. Yeah. Um, we really do. You know, we just don't realize maybe that we do yet. Right. Um, and if we have expectations and we don't think that they're, you know, going to be met, then we're also really wrong. (laughs) Yes. So we're going to be referencing a little bit in this episode, a great book written by Paul David Tripp. We love Paul Tripp, does some great stuff on marriage and on parenting and just gospel centrality. He's got a great devotional book that we read through, um, which probably almost every day we spend in that book, um, the devotional book that is called New Morning Mercies. Yeah. So such a gospel-centered um, mindset in all of his writing. But he has a book called What Did You Expect? So, obviously, yeah. it's a pretty clear title, <laughs> what that book is about. Um, redeeming the Realities of Marriage. So, again, going into marriage, not having a realistic expectation. Yeah, the, the premise of the book is there's two sinners that have come together and gotten married So what did you expect? Did you expect this perfect marriage? Did you expect, you know, your expectations not to be met? You know, um, it's really good. It's a great book. So one of the quotes he he says I want to start out with, and we'll have a couple more quotes, but he says, one way God establishes beauty is by putting things that are different next to each other. Hmm. And so you see that within marriage and we, we would hold to a complementarian view of sexuality and Hmm. of, um, of gender. Um, where we've got these complementary roles, um, male and female and gender distinctions, and those come together so beautifully mm-hmm. where God in the garden says that he cre- it says that he created the male and female. So there's a wonderful complement um, where male and female come together um, and kind of offset the um, maybe the deficiencies of one are met by the strengths of another. Mm -hmm. And when we do marriage counseling, almost every time we see this, we'll see someone who's strong in one area, the, their spouse or spouse to be is deficient in the other, in that same area. Right. But they complement, they complement one another. So, well, and that's why Eve was created, right? To be a help uh, mate to Adam. Right. So yeah, I think it's, it's a beautiful thing when we actually see that in our, you know, relationships and our marriages. Totally. So what are some expectations that people have in marriage? What are some things that you go into marriage unrealistically expecting from a, from a, a wife? And I'll, I'll cover the man, the, the, the husband standpoint. Well, I mean, we could get real, you know, um, superficial here okay. and say, okay, well, I expect you to take out the trash. Okay. Yeah. That's my job. You know, so let's, I mean, we can just get just real superficial, real basic, Sure. you know, um, probably the first year kind of marriage things that, you know, that we may have dealt with um, or that people may be dealing with. But yeah, I mean, I expect you to put the toilet seat down. I expect you to take the trash out. Um, I expect to have you maybe make sure the house is all locked down when we go to bed. 
um, and the air is set, like you're the last one to make sure the house is secure um, at night. Those are just a few expectations, right? And, and some of those may land naturally to you, um, right. right? But I shouldn't expect you to do that. Right. There should be a conversation, you exactly. know. Exactly. And that's that's what we probably want to go into marriage trying to have some of those conversations right. and not, being, not find ourselves being caught surprised. Right. So husbands may have some expectations upon their wives. They may expect that the wife is just a cook. She is the cook. She will cook the meals in the family. Or, well, she is the one who is the mother. So when the kids are crying, she's going to be the one that deals mm-hmm. with the crying kids. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's a diaper change. Well, mom, that's on you. <laughs> um, you know, or I've even seen, you know, I know we're at the superficial level, but, you know, I've even seen some husbands expect a certain amount of, you know, intimacy or mm-hmm. sexual um, expression you right. know, more often than maybe they is realistic. Right. You know, like we're supposed to have sex every night. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just not realistic in Why marriage. Why does it have to be the guy that expects that? What <laughs> it, if it were the other way around? It could be the woman that expects <laughs> that, but well. realistically, it's usually not. <laughs> you never know. So, yeah, I mean, but you're right. You go into right. marriage with these kind of almost silly expectations, right. even at the surface level. But what about at the deeper level? Yeah, well... How about I expect um, my husband to pray with me? Sure. Right? Or I expect um, that my husband's going to do all of the discipline with the with the children. Yeah. Um, you know, those are... I ex- Yeah, maybe even on the superficial level, I expect that he's going to put gas in my car. Right. You know, because that's what... Maybe that's what my dad did for my mom. Mm-hmm. So we talk, We covered this in the Genesis 2 episode mm-hmm. where we talked about how leaving father and mother and cleaving to your wife is, is part of marriage. It's part of the original marriage. And when we see some people struggling in marriage, often it's one of those those areas we see in Genesis 2. Mm-hmm. And one of those is not leaving father and mother. You bring the baggage of your, your family and the traditions and the, the way your parents were. Right. You kind of have those expectations on your new spouse. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, and when we were going through premarital, um, the pastor that we were doing that with had told us in that premarital session, one of the premarital sessions, um, don't go in to this marriage with any expectations. Mm. And I didn't really know what he meant, to be honest. I was like, what do you mean? You know, and he yeah. was like, well, just don't have any expectations on each other. Okay. And I don't think until he said that, I really didn't realize, oh my gosh, I'm going into this marriage with expectations. Yeah. You know, and I just didn't realize that before. So I think sometimes it just sometimes needs an aha moment in our life to go, oh my gosh, I have expectations on you know, my husband and I didn't even really realize I was having expectations, Yeah. you know? Well, what are some that that you had on me? Well, some of the, some of the superficial ones. Everything you just said. (laughs) (laughs) All of those actually. Yeah, no, I mean, well, I definitely had. I'm curious to hear this and our listeners really. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I don't think I went in having like this checklist of expectations on you. I I definitely remember. It's more like a spreadsheet. It was, yeah, more like a, spreadsheet <laughs> print it out stapled it was a resume that i not necessarily a checklist more like a <laughs> more like a laundry list yeah. <laughs> no i mean i definitely remember you know i mean 
I think maybe we have to go back to the word expectation and we have to define that maybe for our listeners a little bit because okay. there are some expectations that are good to have. I remember when, um, sure. you know, we were we were dating and um, had gotten engaged. I remember I thinking my primary reason um for marrying you was because you loved Jesus more than you loved me. Yeah. And I knew that you were always going to put him first in our relationship. You were going to seek the Lord for our future, for the decisions that we were going to make. Um, and so I did expect that, you yeah. know, now would you say that's a healthy expectation and an expectation that we should have or not? Right. right? Well, so the, the definition for expectation is a belief that someone will or should achieve something. Um, so you're right. I mean, there are healthy expectations, right. and realistic expectations. So for the Christians, right, for the mm-hmm. Christian, you are entering into marriage with someone who should be pointing you to Christ, right. who is interested in your spiritual well-being. And we mm-hmm. say this often, marriage is not about your happiness. It's, it's about a, your holiness. It's about your yeah. holiness. So we want to see in our marriage someone who's going to, you know, cheer us on for Christ. They're, mm-hmm. they're not going to let the status quo happen. They're not going to stand idly by while we go venturing into mm-hmm. temptation and into, you know, things that will harm us and shipwreck our faith. Mm-hmm. They're not going to let us entertain false teaching. They're, they're going to be that protective, right. you know, nurturing person who is saying, like like Paul said to the Corinthians in, in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, Follow me as I follow Christ. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. So like there's an invitation. It says in Ephesians 5 that husbands like Christ are to water, like to wash their wives in the water of the word. Right. So that means I'm nurturing you and and seeing you flourish, right, right? as someone like Psalm 1 who's like abiding next to mm-hmm. living water. You're It's it's letting your roots go down deep. So yeah, that yeah. is an absolutely realistic expectation right. for a Christian marriage. So I think there has to be a distinguishment. I think that there are really great biblical ex, you know, expectations that we should have for one another. Yeah. And then there's expectations that gratify our flesh and please us and our, yeah. um, you know, our, not, I don't want to say our sinful state, Yeah. but kind of in our sinful state. Um, sure. Right. So if you don't do something I expected you to do, then I'm disappointed because you didn't please me. Yeah. You didn't gratify me. Right. Yeah. Um, you didn't make me happy when we know complete contentment, complete satisfaction and fulfillment comes from Christ alone. Right. So if we have those two distinguished distinguishments, um, you know, I think that kind of gives us a platform on how we can have a conversation yeah. then about healthy biblical expectations and then expectations that we just shouldn't have. Yeah, we could call those unrealistic. Unrealistic expectations, yeah. Or maybe they're just, you know, expectations that don't need to be expectations but can be um, a, a tool to prod us toward a conversation. Right. You know, like, hey, honey, um, my dad always made sure the doors were locked and the, the air was set. Before we went to bed, he was the last one to kind of make the house, the rounds in the house or whatever. Um, how do you feel about that? You yeah. know, instead of right six months later after you get married, you're laying the wife's laying in bed going, "Oh, he didn't check the doors. He didn't set the air. Now I have to get up and you or, know do or that." Believing he doesn't love me and is not protecting me. Right. 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 Because so having that conversation would be saying like, hey, it's important to me. Mm-hmm. It's important. So this would be the wife. It's important to me that that 
out of the two of us, you're the one who's thinking of this right. and you're the last one doing that. Is that right. fair? Yeah, absolutely. So I like to be, I have a, a kind of a silly, it's not sinful and selfish, but it is a little silly. I like to be greeted when I come home. Mm-hmm. And and so that was an expectation I just walked into our marriage without talking to you about. Right. Just expecting when I come home, I want, I didn't even know I liked that. But when I walk into a room and no one even acknowledges me, I like get triggered. I have this issue. And I'm working through it by the grace of God. But um, I don't think you get triggered. I just think it's important to you. Sure. Yeah. So we at one point, didn't we have that conversation? Like, it's important to me that when I'm in a room, I'm recognized, not because I'm all that in a bag of chips, but I'm at least addressed. And I love it when our kids are excited. And I don't know if you fostered that, but it's like we turned a corner and I'm coming home now or in the past couple of years and the kids like run out of their rooms. They hug me. It's like, it's awesome. It's over the top. Great. Yeah. No, I think the kids were just kids and excited to have daddy home from work. Okay. So you (laughs) Um, didn't have But I also think maybe that was modeled because if you were coming home, I would stop what I was doing and come over and say, hi, honey, how was your day? And I would give you a hug. Yeah. Um, And so maybe that modeled that a little bit. But um, no, they were excited to have daddy home. But I think having that conversation was so important mm-hmm. because I might be, you know, cleaning up the kids room or in the kitchen cooking and not really realizing that when you come in and say, Hey, I'm home. And I just say, Hey, from the kitchen, right. um, you know, I'm thinking that's enough, you know, and I'm not doing anything, um, you know, that would make you feel unloved. Right. Um, but I, you know, appreciated that conversation because then I was like, Oh, he's home. Let me right. stop what I'm doing and go over and give him a hug and say, Hey, cause I know that's important to him. Right. Um, and so sometimes just a simple conversation is really all it takes instead of years and years or months and months of, you know, you feeling unloved because the spouse isn't doing something or you feeling unimportant because the spouse doesn't know that they could be doing something to, right. you know, just show that they love you or, or yeah. what have you. So, so we're saying, to kind of wrap this up, you you need to offer the grace to the other person that they may not understand that that's important to you. Mm-hmm. And you also need to have the conversation where you sit down and and communicate, hey, this is important to me. Um, you know, this is maybe how I was raised or this is just, you know, something I find value in. And so can we talk through this and, and um, you know, and grow in this area? Um, one of the things Paul Tripp says in his book is really awesome as far as like how we're involved in the sanctification process of our Mm -hmm. spouse. So he says, when your ears hear and your eyes see the sin, weakness, or failure of your husband or wife, it is never an accident. It's always grace. Mm -hmm. God loves your spouse and he's committed to transforming him or her by his grace. And he's chosen you to be one of his regular tools of change. So he will cause you to see, hear, and experience your spouse's need for change so that you can be an agent of his rescue. I don't know why he didn't say, or her rescue. He just said <laughs> of his rescue there. So Paul, I don't appreciate that. But um, but do you agree with that? Do you, like, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. I mean, um, our children and our spouse are the biggest tools of our sanctification. Yeah. Um, and most of the time, if you are getting um, maybe triggered at your children or your spouse, it's because we're in the flesh. Right. And they're not meeting, right, an expectation that we're having. Yeah. I expect my kids to go in the other room and play quietly for just 10 minutes, and they're right. not doing that. So I'm getting frustrated, right? Um, or, gosh, can't he 
finished putting the lid on the garbage can all the way, you know, right. um, and I'm just, that's in my flesh. But Grace says, you know what? Let me finish putting that, that lid all the way on uh, the trash can. Let me kind of resituate the kids and maybe have a conversation with them about, you know, obeying mommy and doing what's right and pleasing in the Lord's eyes, you know, right. and maybe coming back to you later and going, hey, I don't know if you noticed, but the lid's, um, you know, coming off on the garbage can or whatever. So instead of responding in our flesh, you know, because we think we have a right um, for things to be done a certain way or right. what have you, it's instead realizing, you know what, I leave my rights down at the cross. Um, and so I'm going to walk forward with humility and I'm going to walk forward with grace and I'm going to walk, walk forward in that agape love displayed for us on the cross. Yeah. And I'm going to pray, um, to be filled with the Holy spirit and then sit down and, and just have a conversation, you know, and some of the expectations that we have will not always be met, you know, and shouldn't always be met either. Right. So there could be a time where we're sitting down having a conversation and maybe even mid conversation, we're realizing that expe- expectations unrealistic, you know, right. um, or, you know what, that expectation isn't, isn't going to be met and that's okay. Right. Um, so it's just having the grace to live, um, you know, a uh, gospel centered, God glorifying right. relationship and marriage yeah. um, together. Yeah. And, and realizing that your spouse is God's agent of yeah. assisting you to become more like his son, Jesus Christ. Right. So you're could be conformed into the image of Christ and a huge piece of that, not a, this is not an interruption to that process. Mm-hmm. So your marriage is not an interruption to your growth in Christ. <laughs> it is the means through which God has drawn you closer right. to being conformed to the image of his son. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a huge reality that maybe can slap a lot of us in the face, yeah, especially those of us. Feel good. <laughs> yeah. And especially for those of us who are married in ministry. Yeah. We somehow, especially men, we segregate what we're doing for the Lord and then what's happening at home. Mm-hmm. Right. And we just kind of like, you know, we talk about the, the man brain, the woman brain right. Men have the box. We have those different boxes that mm-hmm. we're living. I'm in my fishing box. I'm in my ministry box. Yeah. I'm in my nothing box. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do have a nothing box. <laughs> it there's, is true. <laughs> there's no, you're like, what are you thinking about? I'm like, nothing. I think I sometimes have a nothing you box. Have, really? Sometimes. Well, women's brains are typically like spaghetti. Like all, everything's oh, we're connected. Like and cords. Everything touches. Everything connects to everything. Yeah. Yes. You're thinking about what your mom said today uh, when you got your pedicure, but you're, you're oh, going to bed thinking about how that relates to your parenting to... It's all connected, unfortunately. So, you know... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's times that... Um, you know, that I might be um, completely in ministry separating what is happening at the church versus what's happening at home and think they're completely distinct, mm-hmm. right? But we can't ever forget that it's all integrated. Yeah. Like our walk with Christ and being conformed to the image of his son to be, you know, sanctified, all of that, you know, it's not like your marriage is like a break from that. Your marriage mm-hmm. is contributing, you know, to your sanctification. And so your spouse then... If you would, if you would realize that, then now I look at you, not with disdain, not with frustration, not as Paul Tripp says, you know, you're looking at them as they're kind of the problem. In the right. Marriage. You're realizing God has gifted me with this person who's showing me that I'm the problem. Right. And if you both go like, like turn a corner and you both say, I'm the problem in this marriage. Mm-hmm. And 
and, and you both take that ownership, but you say, but ultimately Christ is the perfect one in this relationship. Right. Let's draw near to him together. Right. Let's hold hands. You know, it's you and me and the Lord, kid. We're going to fight this out, not against each other, but contending together. Man, right. what a great place to be. Right. So instead of you being in the way um, of my holiness, you're the way to my holiness. I am the way. Yeah. Isn't <laughs> yeah. that crazy? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, we know that you probably have expectations in your marriage, um, when this podcast ends, we would love for you to sit down with your spouse after the episode and just um, begin to share some of those things that maybe you haven't communicated yet and have just some honest communication. These are some things that that I've maybe not even told you that that I, in my heart and, and, and in my past, I just think are valuable and important. Um, would you consider, you know, maybe it's something like we said, superficial, like pumping the gas for me, taking the trash out. Um, you know, doing this or that chore, um, but maybe it's an even deeper thing. Maybe it's it's words of encouragement. Maybe it's praying together. Um, maybe it's it's going through a Bible study more more deeply. I know you and I have even talked about that recently. Just mm-hmm. the need to invest in one another um, theologically. So it could be at a deeper level. But have that conversation when this uh, episode ends. Sit down face to face. Just say I love you. And I and maybe you need to apologize, you know, repent, forgive me for putting unrealistic expectations on you that are not fair. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm not God's gift to this marriage. (laughs) Neither are you. We're both sinners saved by God's grace. But thank God for his son who is perfect. Mm -hmm. And we can look to him for our redemption and for our hope. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Couldn't agree more. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We, again, want to thank all of you who have given us a an honest five-star review on iTunes. Um, We'd love for you to share this podcast, to like it, to be a subscriber, Um, get the word out. And we have another Q&A episode coming up. Um, This is episode seven, but episode 10 is going to be a QA and a on the pastor's wife. So Uh if you have any questions about what it's like, (laughs) send them in ladies, send those questions in. Talking about expectations that are put on a pastor's wife, um, email us at marriageandministrypodcast.com at gmail.com. So we appreciate you guys. We love you. And uh, thanks for listening today. And as always, stay married and in ministry. Peace.